Welcome, welcome everyone to the On The Mark Unedited Podcast, and I am your host, Miss Nita. Brita. Brita. <laughs> I can't even say my own name. It's Miss Brita Marquez, everybody. Contact high, they were smoking weed when I got here. <laughs> <laughs> Only guess. Okay, so, welcome, welcome everyone to the On The Mark Unedited Podcast, and I am your host, Miss Nita Marquez, with my co-host, Mr. Giovanni LaRue. And we are here to take you on an unedited journey to living your life on the mark. Gio, why don't you tell them what living your life on the mark living means? Your mark on, living your mark. Living your <laughs> well, life on the too. mark. <laughs> hey, it could be like that. It's unedited. That's how it works, right? Living that's your life true. on the mark is to be yourself authentically with the most up, utmost integrity and keeping your focus on the prize ahead of you. Yeah, because it's your prize. Mm-hmm. That's why we call it on the mark. Mark, exactly. Not that's like not off the mark or not off something else. Off to the side. On the mark. <laughs> your mark. But that's not it at all. We're also unedited. Tell them what, do you, what does it mean to be unedited, Nita? I like to think that there are many different ways we can describe it, but the bottom line is absolute transparency. When you are unedited, you are taking inventory, full inventory of every detail. The goods, the bads. Hey, I always say that your mistakes are one of the only things nobody ever wants to take from you. So own that shit and capitalize on it. Really take ownership. um, Find resolve in the progress that you've made. That's what being unedited really means. I couldn't have said it any better myself. I feel like when you're living unedited, it's really important to recognize and embrace yourself and live unapologetically. Yep, and discover your purpose. And I also think that it's important to pursue with passion. But also, one of the most important is always creating truth. Absolutely. Speaking of truth, Mm -hmm. today's episode is about the spirit of poverty and... The attitude of desperation. Attitude of desperation, mm-hmm. which derives from the spirit of poverty. Poverty, yeah. I mean, it's just two different ways of kind of saying the same thing, of understanding, like mm-hmm. moving in that direction. Give us a little bit more detail. What do you? What does it mean to the? You know. I think um, I refer to to poverty as a spirit because I think of poverty as like something that possesses you. It constricts you. It's like a demon. It gets you and like just consumes, right? Yeah. So when you're when you're having moments of poverty, for instance, when I moved out here with my kids um, to LA by myself with the kids, had all this money saved up, doing good, life's good, got a boyfriend, everybody's chilling, everybody's hopeful, everybody's excited. Um, you know, a few years went by, the boyfriend's gone, money's running out, <laughs> um, money's not coming in enough for me to support three kids because I'm supporting them alone. Yeah. And, you know, I think that what happened at some point with my kids and this is where I think this was an important episode for me to do so I'm glad you embraced the topic yeah for sure you know I brought my kids out here with really bright spirits they had these bright lights and then you know poverty started settling in and before it got really, really bad, I remember just feeling that like suffocation. It's like yeah. debilitating. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what a spirit does. You get to this point where you feel in poverty, you feel like a lack of movement. And I, I saw my kids seeing that happen to me. Yeah. And I wasn't 
able to work full time because if I had a full time job, which I lost a few because my son had special needs at that time, um, I was constantly going back and forth to the school, to the hospital, to the doctor's offices. And so I lost jobs because people need to have you be reliable when you work for them, which makes sense. Um, But I had to be reliable for my son and I was the only parent. Um, That lack of movement and that debilitation it doesn't. It doesn't just suffocate your your movement in life, but it starts to suffocate like your spirit, your morale, your your sense of well being. For sure. And as a mother, there's nothing worse yeah. than to know that you can't provide because um, you can't protect. Yeah, and not alone just supp- like supply and like sur- like help them, but also you can't show it. I think that's a hard part to like to just like to show that to your children, and because I know for me personally, growing up, my I know poverty was a thing that I dealt with. My mom dealt with, of course, and uh, just the ways that she made it seem effortless, you know. And then when you yeah. get older, you tend to realize, like, wow, they did a lot, you know, without with us the knowing, you know, <laughs> with the little we had. <laughs> and it was, but in that sense, yeah. in that sense, um, I know you say poverty is a spirit, and like it felt like it was choking you. But in a sense, when you do those kind of moves and you make those kind of things. The spirit is now opposite for the person, you know, who's interpreting it. Because for mm-hmm. you, that poverty-stricken, you know, having to go through with your children and having to do all these things without them knowing how hard you really had to work, it actually increased their spirits, you know? In some ways. So for, for yeah. like, it, I mean, in a lot of ways, you can see it now. You know, your mm-hmm. children have a very bright light that they still hold on to because it wasn't blown away by, you know, the mm-hmm. outside world. There was a motherly protection around it. You know, mm-hmm. kind of the sense Thank of the wings you. around an egg. You know, it... it it is a thing where, you know, we we look at poverty because, again, poverty has its good and its bad. It, it motivates people. It, it, right. it tends to push people into a, a higher dimension where it's like, you know what? I've been here and I no longer want to be here anymore. You know, and it, it comes down to that choice. But I do agree with you that it does feel like a another entity, poverty itself, because it the word doesn't give it enough justification for how it really, you know, makes people feel the things that people have to go through through poverty, the choices that they're presented down right. there. You know, we spoke about privilege, but on that opposite end of privilege is those are those hard choices that you know people have to deal with every day. So I can understand it's like to get beaten down by that for so long. But I feel like. As you start to realize it is a bad spirit, you start to get this um, understanding once you acknowledge it. You're like, you know what? I'm still gonna get through anyway. You know, it's like a yeah. um, like a second win. Yeah, yeah. You know, it pushes it pushes you into a direction. So for me, it always it always seems to always find the benefit of the bad words. You know, because the, mm-hmm. the bad words are the first thing we always learn. You know, in any other language, we always learn the bad words, right. bad words first. You know, right. And everything that we learn, we understand the negative aspects of it first. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, I always want to try to give power back to the bad words in a sense. You mm-hmm. know, give it back because it's not a bad word; it's just a word, and mm-hmm. we emphasize too much on it. And like, poverty right. is one of those very big words that. Man, the United States alone is dealing with all the time. Oh, but we know. we're actually in good standing compared, compared to a lot of countries. Yeah, but you would um, say that, and then you you can go outside, especially here in Los Angeles. You can walk outside, and the homeless epidemic here is oh ridiculous. yeah. Well, the the thing with with being homeless and and you know any anything of that nature. Yeah. Um, you know, you get to a point where you're so debilitated feeling when you do feel that 
it exacerbates to the degree of feeling disengagement from your community, from your friends. I mean, I had friends that were like talking shit about me and like I I felt the pressures of people who thought that I was like stupid for wow. for living the way that I was living and um you know, nobody's walking my journey so nobody understood and I don't feel entitled. It's not, you know, nobody made this choice for me. At the same time, when you're in those conditions and you are providing, you do start to feel disengaged. You start to feel disengaged with with the normalcies of everyday life. Being able to go to a birthday party and take a present. Um, things like that for my kids. I saw their spirits, although they still have bright lights, um, I saw their spirits start to eventually break down. I mean, poverty is real. Like, that shit affects families to the degree that, you know, we, we call it a condition or an epidemic in our society or even just a word, but it's an actual condition that people are, are Dealing with. trying to, trying ardently to cope with. But they, mm-hmm. it, the resources that are available to a lot of people, although they're accessible, when you're in that emotionally debilitated state, it feels totally out of reach. Yep. And it's scary. And that's where that, like you said, the second and third winds come in. So you get that will and you start you know, you get your hustle going, but if you're hustling from that state of mind, yeah, that's a, that's what I was about to say because it is it is a thing because you it does push you, but you don't want to let it push you in, until you start mm-hmm. getting this attitude of yeah. desperation. You know, it's like yeah. the attitude of desperation. You're now just repelling the things that you're trying to call. Yes, so oh my so God. hard. You know, you're, you're you're putting all this energy trying to to grab something, but you're right. actually suffocating it. So it wants to get further away from you. Right, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent, and. And it creates that though. The poverty creates that kind of like feeling. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I don't have enough, so let me take from those who have less. Or, you know, that's a that's a, a desperate state of mind. You know, mm-hmm. my, one of the things that I could have never understood and back at back where I'm from, like well not where I'm from, my family, in Dominican Republic, like if you stole from the poor, like everybody came out of their home to beat you. Like, yeah, <laughs> everybody I in the whole, we like the whole in this town country. will come out and they would beat you, and they would, and it was like, wh- what gives you the right? What, we would be beating you, the shit out of our president right yeah, now. I can tell you that much. For sure, and like, what makes you so desperate? What makes you so desperate that you have to take from others who have nothing? Yeah, you know, yeah, that is that's just that that right there alone, and that's one of the things that poverty could create because it is a um. In their eyes, at that moment, it's the only thing that they can do. Oh yeah, you know, without they, a doubt. They thought of every, everything else. The only thing they could think is, you know, let me steal this guy's cell phone and sell it for a little bit of money, or like, right. you know, let me break into these people's houses and see, and and do this for that because it is a desperate act. Mm-hmm. But it, and then you realize the repercussions aren't, you know, it doesn't give you the second win. Only puts you into a second, like into like a secondary mindset. So you always get second place. Well, if you're coming from that state of mind, you've got that second wind Mm -hmm. through that state of mind, um, through your despair versus through your inspiration. That's where the the downturn or the upswing comes from. And so you can you can go into that second and third and fourth wind because let's face it, it's a cycle. Whatever direction you're going in, you're moving in that direction a million times till you get the shit like like you build patterns. And so if you're building from a state of desperation and you're trying to work your way through things, hustling Mm -hmm. from that state of desperation, um, I think that the word hustle gets really abused because people think, oh, it's a good thing to hustle. Look, Mm -hmm. I always say like nowadays, I always say, don't call me a hustler. I'm a closer. There you go. Because I don't hustle. Linguistic. I get shit done 
and I close the deal. In other words, I create results. There's a big fucking difference. Yeah. When I have a hustle that's got the intention of delivering, like not, oh, I just got to hustle. Let me just get through this next moment. That's, they're two totally different mindsets. And, yeah. and there's something thirsty and ugly about that first mindset that's just like, it's, it, dude, it's so fucking unattractive. And you said it perfectly. You pave a path. And like, people tend to forget when you pay the path, when you pave a path, mm-hmm. now you created not only a, a, a divot inside of the ground, but yep. guess what? Now it's something that people can follow. Now, what kind of people do you think are going to follow the path that you created through desperation? Yeah. You know? More thirsty are, ass people. Yeah. So you, you start realizing, like, even if you do start feeling like, oh, I'm making some progress, you start to realizing your environment. The people oh, that you're I'm working in a very cutthroat environment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the, the things that, like, you know, sales has always been something I've been very good at. It's been something I've been yeah. doing my whole life. But it's. You are your maestro when it comes <laughs> to selling. But it. It, but it's that double-edged sword. It makes me feel... It's kind of... um, It gives me a bittersweet feeling when I'm selling something that I don't believe in. Oh, yeah. Know? It gives yeah. me a feeling like... um, It tends to make me feel like I'm moving in desperation. Because yeah. I, you know, I know I have to make... If I'm working for somewhere, I have to make the sale. I have to make the quota. And then guess what? I get a bonus. And if I get the bonus, I get a little bit more money. I get to go on vacation and do other things I want to do. Yay. Right. But when I want a vacation... It creates that, oh my God, I've been working for so long, so I need a vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do anything it's it so, takes. It's so like, yeah. I, I mean, it's so American. It's what we do. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that per se, but it's like, I think you hit the nail on the head when you're doing something you don't believe in, whether it's a, sal- a sale or, I mean, let's face it, everything in life is a sale to a degree. Um, you know, whatever you're doing, if you're coming from a, a mindset of purpose yeah. and in, and really mindful intention versus is a mindset of oh I gotta get through the day that's that hustle mm-hmm. like hustle for the next moment mentality that's that desperation and then as you do that the people that you're striving to be more like are actually disengaging from, from you yep. you're not just disengaging yep. um, like you were initially in the de- despair but then the people that you want to you be more like mm-hmm. are disengaging from you you cannot yep. attract people who are on the level when you're acting like way fucking below the level it just it's like speaking Japanese to a German it does Mm, not fucking fit (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's just like that's something that took me a really long time to work my way through because I had all this enthusiasm and this this charisma and sparkle and magic and I could do all these things and I had this great work ethic but because I had spent so much of my life in such tremendous despair I think there were parts of my thinking processes that just attracted really shitty people so even the people that I had around me that had money um, some of them were just fucking dicks and I subscribed to the idea that they had more power than me or they were better off than I was so I should listen to them and these are people that were berating but those are the types of people that I was attracting because you draw what you detect and you attract what you you reflect so if you've got it on your radar to be with somebody or be around something that's affirming that you already have a state of mind of lack that you're less than, you're going to affirm 
to the universe that, hey, I'm less than. And the universe is going to say, okay, well, let me give you more people and situations that prove that yeah. to you. Because you're already there subliminally and, and consciously. I see you working in that vein. So let me give you more of that. There's no possible way that a person who is really, really healthy minded and abundant minded can attract to that because it's lack versus abundance. Yeah. Two totally, it's again, it's two different languages. And they just don't bias. fit. Yeah, people forget. Like, it sources on bias. It's only giving you what you're asking for and not right. saying asking for what you are actually, everything about you. What mm-hmm. you're saying, what you're doing, what you're hearing, what you're absorbing. Yeah. All of that takes into into account when you ask for something. It's looking at the whole picture and go, well, you said right. this, but right. your actions are doing this. This is what I'm yeah. going to give you because this is what you've been working for. You know, like, here you go. And yeah. it's doing it in a way where it's not against you. Agreed. You start to realize little by little how much you were against yourself because of the fact. And, it, and you won't realize it because of the fact that when you start acting in the attitude of desperation and you have the spirit of poverty that's surrounding mm-hmm. you at all times and you start to pave your path with desperation, the people who fill in that path are going to be the people who are going to continue to um, nurture that yes. desperation. Yes, 100%. They're gonna be you're happy all feeding off the same nipples, man. Yeah, you're going to be yeah. happy that you're, dis- you're, you're, you're desperate because they're desperate because misery loves Love. company they, they shake hands it's like a shit and a fart you just know sometimes and you gotta realize you, gotta get between, you don't want to get stuck between a shit and a fart trust me it's not the best thing to do and that's what happens a lot of times you you people you start to engage because you start to engage with the people that are engaging with you through your desperation and disengaging from the people who won't give you the time of day for acting that yeah. way yeah and oh yeah inspire to be yeah there. they don't even they can't even like relate to you so you're like you're so far off the radar yep. of people of abundance that they're not e- you're not even a blip because they don't they your, don't fuck with you they just don't match. fuck with that yeah. frequency exactly it doesn't even pick up uh, I always like to say that when you're really really thirsty you're like roadkill so you're only going to attract vultures mm, yeah um, I can see that. So if you're if you're walking around thirsty and hungry, like like oh, you're I about to die, like awesome, like a little possum running around, like, yeah, <laughs> like oh my god, I gotta eat, I gotta get this, I gotta, and like you're trying to get like a little rodent on the side of the road. Of mm-hmm. course, that vulture is gonna be like, oh, I see what that thing is doing. It's trying to get that little mouse over there, and then as soon as you get that mouse, that vulture is gonna swipe down and scoop you up into its beak. Yeah, you know. I mean, um, so I mean, it's 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 a vulgar graphic analogy, but I really believe that. Like that's what you're essentially doing um, when you're in that state of mind, yeah. and and then then you'll steadily turn around. And blame those people for being what they are. Motherfucker, you knew what they were, but you just didn't want to admit it to yourself because you don't even want to see it in yourself. And if you can't admit it, it's living inside you. That's why self-inventory is so important because you want to decide, hey, if I'm going to be persistent, I'm going to use my second and third wind. I need to examine the outcomes of what I've been doing thus far. What are the results getting me? And people are scared of that nowadays. Yeah. People are scared to open up their own closets and they sleep in Mm -hmm. their own beds that they make because of the fact that they know the consequences, but it's easier to ignore them. It's easier to say, you know, I didn't make that choice or I made that choice, but I was young. I was feeling, but you got to understand that it's a, it's a cascade of effects that bring you to exactly where you are today. Yes. Everything that you've done and everything that you said and everything that you've thought has already put you in the position that you're in now. Mm -hmm. And you've already figured out a way out. 
a lot of the times people love to hear the the things that they know already and mm-hmm. they just like to hear it from a best friend or a mom or somebody who's close to them or maybe a stranger mm-hmm. you know but people like to hear things that they know already as a reminder of oh yeah i'm fucking up and it was and really what that is is you knew you were fucking up from the beginning you shouted really loud and there's an echo and you were just waiting for that echo to come back and let you know you fucked up you fucked up you fucked up but you're doing it from the beginning with the first initial action that you take knowing that hey i am now moving in a state of desperation i am now attracting people that are in this and you continue to do it because in the moment it feels good yeah. But you yeah. give yourself the pre-warning shot. It does. It feels good the- to not be lonely when That's- you're going through that and to be validated mm-hmm. and for people to be like, you know, yeah, man, fuck that person or fuck this and fuck that. I I will say this. At 46 years old, anytime I'm around people that are talking like that, like, fuck this or eh, fuck it, let's do it. Fuck it are two of the stupidest words you could ever let fall out of your mouth. Because when you say fuck it, everybody's like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'll just go ahead and do this. Like, anytime you're throwing that, you're throwing your energy to the wayside. If your energy doesn't mean shit to you, then why would you expect anything in the universe to ever come in your direction that would be any kind of good, any kind of abundance, any kind of fruitfulness, you're throwing your energy off to the wayside when you say, fuck it, eh, fuck it. eh, I'm not going to go to work today, fuck it. Eh, I'm not going to do that assignment for school, fuck it. Like, really? But they do it, and the thing about it is not they, because we, you know, Mm -hmm. we've done it before, we say it before, I'm still in the, every day I check myself. Yeah, and we I have, have to. to. I mean, you to. you don't ever get to a point where you don't, don't. need to. The fact <laughs> right is that you if you, you ever to? get to the point you don't think <laughs> you, you need to, <laughs> yeah, you better you better be quadrupling up if you think you don't need it. But they, and then you, they don't realize like they're persistently moving in that direction. And, and that's how you can examine that, it. Exactly. You're per, like you can be persistent. Persistence is just a word again. We love to put negative or or, or positive connotations mm-hmm. on certain mm-hmm. words, but we got to know that they're just words. Look at it in the break, like the, mm-hmm. the whole the root of the word. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 letting you say that persistence is just persistence, whether you're going the right way or the wrong way. Exactly, and that's yeah. what life is. If you actually think about it, life is is the universe persisting within us. It's, yep. And so if you think of it in those terms, you can see where your persistence has taken you. And it's your persistence, your free will. Mm -hmm. And if your free will has brought you to a certain point, maybe there's a lesson for you to take from that. And it's not to say that you should be cursing yourself for being like, oh, I suck because I'm here. It's like take inventory and be like, like I say, you know, be unedited. Okay, this is fucked up. Um, These are some choices that I made that helped me get here that are, are not favorable results and these are some things that I did and and stop blaming other people and seeing where your persistence has been exercised are you exercising it to benefit yourself and your family or are you exercising it to debilitate things even more now in my case I did have different circumstances with my son having the needs that he did and then all three of my kids are in entertainment and then I was the only breadwinner and the only parent involved so no co-parenting no support no daycare none of that at the same time even when I got to those debilitating points and I got my second and third win yes poverty did definitely continue in our life but there were other areas where we were progressing and so that's not to say that poverty is a spirit and it should debilitate you to the point where you refuse to make progress it can debilitate you to the point where you just start looking for where is the oxygen and and slowly but surely over the years I saw different things coming to life and so as our persistence you know continued 
I saw the progress and that was the only way that I was able to take measurable results to know that, yes, I am going in the right direction. Yes, it is good that I'm obviously taking care of my son above everything. I'm at his doctor's appointments. I'm at his um, school as soon as they call me if there's any kind of a medical condition. So I have this wonderfully healthy son. I was told when he was born that he wasn't probably even going to make it. And if he did live um, beyond the age of six, then I would be walking on fewer eggshells. But up until the age of six, we dealt with one thing after another with him. Um, I should say we, as in me and my girls and him, you know, dealing with one thing after another, um, one hospitalization after another. And to get to that point where one day he was in school and they told me he would never match the motor skills or the mental capabilities of his peers. My son tested into the intellectually gifted program when he was in, uh, I think it was second, maybe third grade um, here at LA. USD and so he's consequently been in all honors classes advanced classes they wanted to pick him out for a special math program and it's like that is not the result of somebody who's completely debilitated that's somebody who you know fought like fucking hell for my kid yep and and that was where my fight was. And when you are in poverty, that's something that I want to urge people to recognize um, because we're no longer in poverty, obviously. But uh, that when you are in poverty, examining the results, not just the finances, but the results of other areas of your life. Are you progressing in those other areas? If you are, keep making that progress because progress only is as progress does and as it's observed is how it's amplified in your thoughts to continue doing. So you have to find the areas where there is progress in order to increase your abilities in other areas because you, as or in your finances, because as you do anything, you do everything. Exactly, and you gotta be, and you said it perfectly, you have to be aware because that is a pattern that you are creating that is mm-hmm. a path that you are you are creating yes and progress. the fact that you were able to create that out of not out of desperation but out of persistence and progress you mm-hmm. know now Quinn who has the best paved road now no, he had he no does. other choice but you, if you think about it like you just said like I went through all these things to make sure I was at his doctor's appointment I went through all these things to make sure that you created a path of success that that leads to prosperity that leads to more life mm-hmm. so what happens is as a young person that follows that path, all he has to do is fill the path in. You get me? Because you've already said it for him. So the persistent yeah. part kicked in. All right, my mom is doing all these things to make sure that I stay alive. So, hey, I'm going to stay alive. You know, my mm-hmm. body's going to Oh, he meal that. props for himself, dude, yeah. is on point. But that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. That's understanding the spirit of poverty and then understanding how that can be the fuel for the vehicle. Right. That's going to lead down that, you know, that road of whether you're going to make a, you're going to plow a path of desperation, you're going to mm-hmm. plow a path of, you know, adversity, of course, because adversity is there. That's plowing. You're breaking up that dirt anyway right. before you put down these plants right. to grow, but you're doing it in a path of knowing that they're going to grow there's going to be progress after that and persistently doing that is something that will always show because then it changes the whole thing of telling somebody how to live telling someone to take care of themselves Mm -hmm. giving a man a fish it's teaching that man to fish it's teaching that person hey and not by teaching them by showing them how you do it yeah. You know, and that's one of the biggest things that I think nowadays that, you know, we have so many people on the Internet and all the phones and stuff that it's easy to record and copy. But we tend to record and copy and 
continue to move down the path of desperation because we want more likes we want more people to look at this we want more people mm-hmm. to feel validated for them <laughs> and, it, and it, it moves over because technology isn't it's only going to amplify what we already do as humans yeah oh 100% everything you do is an amplification yeah. of where, where you're and at that's your what state technology of being. does it just yeah. takes that state of being and spreads it all over the world and connects it to other states of beings that are mm-hmm. the same and trust me there's a lot of people out there and there's a lot more people out there that are in the spirit of poverty you know but are making the best of it there are because yeah. remember there's only a 1% of the people that are rich quote unquote here in America right so that's 99% of people who are in I think it might be in the world <laughs> oh yeah exactly it definitely um, it, it yeah because our, our ratio is just to us you know yeah. it's just ours but like comparatively to the world you gotta understand the path of desperation is always going to be there but it's your choice whether or not to repave it or mm-hmm. to make your own path oh and, yeah and it's like it's that's well said well part. said well and and that all said when it comes to living your life on the mark like I said examining progress you have to look at the unique areas mm-hmm. you, areas that are unique to you where you're progressive because um, as they say if you criticize a fish about based on the way it climbs a tree it'll go through its whole life thinking it's an idiot you said a fish climbing a tree yeah if you yeah oh it's such i love that analogy if you judge a fish based on its ability to climb a tree it will go through its entire life thinking thinking it's stupid stupid. yeah so you have to examine where your strengths are you know um some people just don't have that um like i don't have certain things by nature that that other economically savvy people have i didn't have witness to anything other than desperate my whole life so those are still patterns that I'm learning Mm -hmm. but because I have those patterns of abundant thought um in observation of other areas of my life that's where I see that I'm I've made the way in the progress with my finances and that all said I think that kind of wraps us up I think that the the main thing we really wanted to talk about today was like I said like Mm -hmm. you said um just that spirit of poverty I loved that you wrote it down when we talked about it because that was so cool yeah and and um (laughs) and the attitude of desperation I think Overall, it just comes down to examining your state of mind in comparison to the results in your life. And how long have those results persisted? Where are you stronger? Where are you still um, working? Mm-hmm. Or, or where are you still lacking? And then in the event of you lacking, are you working in that area for more progressive thinking and more progressive movement? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about repeating the patterns of progress, productivity, um, and peace of mind, most importantly. That's the best one. Because if you have that, that's the, the most powerful. Yeah, and that's, that's really the one is. that slept on the most because yeah. you can't think of peace of mind when you're constantly in desperate mode no you can't think of that it's it's one of the things that it's a paradox in its own you know yeah. you, oh you got to find peace of mind but if you're looking for it you're scattering around you know so center yourself learn a little bit more take a little bit more time to you know think about the decisions that you're making nowadays i would i would say that would be a good call of action you know yeah. take the time to understand hey am i making this from a desperate choice or am i making this from yes a decision where you know it's going to be prosperity split second right before you Mm -hmm. make a choice yeah that's so true um eckhart tolle always says it takes 20 seconds to just stop pause take a breath Mm -hmm. just one deep breath if that everybody's got that 20 seconds you have that that moment to think um that all said i think that wraps us up yep 
So um, sounds good to me. We'll see you guys on the next episode. I really liked this episode. I love this episode. I love every episode that we do. We stay on editing. We look good while we're doing <laughs> it. You know, it's just a little rocking the shirts. <laughs> All right, everybody. So we'll see you on the next episode. Um, make sure that you're you're rating the podcast you're dming me at fitnita on instagram or geo giovanni dot um by a little bit yeah and let us know let us know your thoughts if there's something you'd like to see in a future episode we definitely want to vibe out with you so let us know the content you'd like to hear more about we're all about making sure that we edify your spirit this is not all about us it's Mm -hmm. about you because they're valid your feelings are valid to us (laughs) we love you we love you sending you guys so much need to love we'll see you on the next one peace